Business Renegades, hosted by my friend Maria Kreider, is brought to you by the Podcast Her Network, the audio destination for ambitious women. Business Renegades is a no-holds-barred journey into building a flourishing business with your digital course as the spearhead of your growing empire. Join Maria as she dives into what it truly takes to grow your influence, wealth, and happiness using a digital course. If you like strategy-filled podcasts like The Motivated CEO, then this podcast is for you. Listen to Business Renegades wherever you get your podcasts. Starting and running a business is hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Whether you're an established business owner or thinking about starting a side hustle to earn extra income, I am here to teach you how to show up as your unfiltered self, level up your business, and thrive as a mompreneur. Let's embrace the chaos and start enjoying the journey together. I'm Amy Tra, and you're listening to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Welcome back into the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Today, I am chatting with Emma about all things navigating mom life, business, juggling all of the things in this episode. So with that being said, Emma, welcome into the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you today because like, kudos to you. If you were listening to this episode, we are recording this like literally like what, two weeks after you had a baby? Like, are we even yeah. two weeks out right now? Like, you're amazing. And like, I just, this is a testament that goes to show like moms, we just figure it out. You know, we're, we're good. We get things going. Yeah. So, all right. So Emma, I want to know more about you. Introduce yourself to our listeners, who you are, what you do and who you serve. Yes. Thank you. So um, my name is Emma Farrick. I am the owner and founder of Elf Operations, which is an operations consulting firm for service providers who want to get out of survival mode and into what we call thrival, thriver mode so that you can live a life that you love, which is all focused on being able to balance business and babies um, or family, whatever it is that you really enjoy out of life. Um and I am the mom of three girls. <laughs> I also co-authored um, the book, one of the books, Business on Purpose. So I am, that's that's another one. I, I always forget to talk about that one, but um, yeah, that's kind of like my repertoire. So I love the off side. I love the, the systems, the efficiency side of business, project management, organization. Um, and I got started in my business when I was a single mom. I had just left a domestic violence situation. So I'm also a huge domestic uh, violence advocate. And we talk. I talk a lot about that on my platforms because really my business was what helped me heal from that. And it gave me better control over my life financially, time-wise. We talk about how entrepreneur, people talk about how entrepreneurship is all about time, freedom, and financial freedom, but it really gave me so much more than that when I started my business. And that's kind of what propelled me to where I am today. And yeah, so I can, I mean, we can dive into any of those little areas because the efficiency in systems is really what got me through single momhood and running my business. And then I met my husband and we've been doing the crazy entrepreneurship thing together. I, I, yeah. So we have three businesses between the two of us right now. <laughs> Holy moly, three. That's incredible. But again, like what I love about you is that you just use technology. You use those systems 
to make this sustainable, to make it where you can run three businesses without completely losing your mind, which, you know, I'm sure that's still like, there are days we all have them, right? But to have more structure in place really does create so much freedom. So let's start by talking a little bit about like why, why systems, why are these systems and processes like so important to have in place? Because I think what happens with a lot of entrepreneurs is they go, okay, that sounds fine and dandy, but I don't have the time to set a system up. So what do you, what advice can you give us? Yeah. I always think that I think that's such a myth that you don't have time to put these systems in processes in place. I always tell people, I mean, we always hear the advice done is better than perfect. And you're going to have iterations of SOPs. You're going to have drafts. Like everyone thinks it has to be done perfect, but it doesn't. Getting something documented, even in a Loom video, there's tools now that you can use called like one that I've used before is Scribe where you, it's like Loom where you record and then it'll write it out and take screenshots of where you click. So then it kind of works with AI to help make SOPs in more of a written format. Um, with screenshots because everyone kind of learns differently or consumes information. So it really depends on, you know, you as the business owner, what works for you and your team. Um, but those are going to save you so much time in the long run. Everyone's like, oh, it takes too long. But I'm like, you're wasting more time by not doing it. Um, and we talk a lot about in my team and with my clients, we talk about the three pillars of strategy systems and then support. You need to have a strategy and a clear vision um, to help shape those systems and those processes. And then you can bring on support to help you as a leader, as a business owner. And there's various ways we talk about support as well, whether that be, you know, in your home, because we talked about when we recorded for my YouTube, um, about even just like, you know, having DoorDash or like just delegating some of that out and getting support, even if it's in your personal life or in your business, sometimes there's crossover between it. Um, but you need those systems and those processes in place before you can even bring on that support and help free up your time so that you're not a a slave to your business, basically, or an employee. I've heard that one too. Like you build this business to have freedom and then you're an employee of the business. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. And systems just save you so much, just time and energy, like brain power, honestly. Like I know for me, decision fatigue is a very real thing. And it's like, if I have to keep like thinking and making those little decisions over things over and over, I, yeah, I burn out pretty quick in my day. But when I have those SOPs in place, those standard operating procedures, it really does free up brain capacity. And I love your tip about like, use a Loom video or use the other platform that you talked about. Was it called Scribe? Was that yeah, scribe. Right. And there's so many different ones out there. You know, play around, see what you like. Try different ones. A lot of them offer you a free trial so you can see what's going yeah. to work for you. But start recording yourself doing some of these things over and over and over because it does free up so much time when you can get that off your plate, right? Right. Yeah. And I talk a lot about standardization and that's like a big part in it is just you, you touched on, you said it like the key word you, if you're doing it over and over again, like that's a good key that you can probably automate it or document it and delegate it too, because some people just don't realize, you know, 
they have these routines that could easily be delegated out or documented. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes we have to give ourselves the space and the permission to just stop for a minute and really ask ourselves, okay, where am I headed? What, why am I doing these tasks? I know for me, when I look at my day and I reflect back, there's times where I'm like, why am I doing that still? That no longer serves me. It's not converting. Like, why am I wasting so much time doing these little mundane tasks or a task that, like you said, you could automate it. Right. Or like in a lot of the systems that we utilize and build for our clients, even if it's mundane and it's simple, like I create reoccurring tasks for myself all the time to help cut down on that decision and mental fatigue is like, It'll just populate for me, my leads on who I need to follow up with. They come to my, um, right through my project management tool of like, okay, these are the three people I'm following up with today. I don't even have to think about it when I do my sales time or my power hour. Like I, a lot of people use that term. Um, so it's like, I'm not thinking about, okay, what's my daily to-do list every day. It's kind of organized for me. And I mean, it takes time to get there and get in that habit, but it's so much like frees up so much of your brain power. Like you said, you're not making all the decisions. I'm like, okay, I know this task is going to populate. I don't have to remember it. Like my brain can let that go. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What are some of your favorite tools that you use to automate and tell us some of the tricks, tell us your secrets. (laughs) Yes, of course. Um, and so my favorite tools, and I like always preface these when I give these tips out that it doesn't work for every business, not right. every business owner, because I always get asked like, what's the best CRM? What's the best project management tool? And I'm always like, it depends because it depends on who, how you learn or use tools in your business, what service you're in, what type of team you have, because some tools are great for the ent- an entry level entrepreneur. And then there's tools that are better for, you know, six to seven figure business owners. Um, so It's going to depend on, you know, preferences, budget, things like that. But my favorite tools that I've used at the beginning of my business to now, and I still set up for multi six figure clients is Zapier. That's my favorite tool ever. Like I always tell clients like use Zapier and then hire out with a VA because you can automate so much with that tool, especially now that they've upgraded to like having interfaces, databases, like tables, things like that. Um, And it's not as scary as everyone makes it seem. It's very user-friendly. It's intuitive. Um, So Zapier is one of my favorites. Um, And for 20 bucks a month, you can automate so much. Um, And you can also connect it to ChatGBT if you use it, you know, and pay for that. Then my second favorite is ClickUp because I'm a ClickUp consultant as well. And I build them for people. I consult on projects. I've, you know, I just think it's a very much all-in-one tool that can do so much for so many companies in different industries. Like my husband uses it for his other two businesses. Um, and we just can, we, we use that one for a CRM. I don't use it for my CRM as much anymore. Um, but there's so much flexibility there. And then I would say like the third, my third favorite tool, I I really liked Dubsado because that's what I use for a CRM, but I say that lightly because it doesn't work for all business owners. It's very niched in, but having some type of CRM, I think is very, very important um, for any small business owner, especially one that can integrate with Zapier and ClickUp. Yeah. Um, 
really, really helps. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I love how you mentioned that, you know, it it depends. It depends on the stage of business. It depends on what your unique way of doing things are, your needs. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that you try out different things. See what works for you. I mean, something easy to do is just go onto YouTube and, you know, see what it looks like within those platforms. That's the really cool thing that is present in this day and age is there's probably a video out there somewhere that will show you kind of what it looks like. And you can see if it's going to meet your needs because there's so many choices out there, which is kind of a blessing and a curse because then we get stuck in analysis paralysis, right? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) At least I do. A lot of people do. Give me too many options. I'm like, I don't know. I can't pick which of the hundred flavors of ice cream I want today. I want them all. So But yeah, Zapier is totally a game changer. And if you're listening to this and you go, you know, I am not a techie person. Listen, if I can figure it out, you can figure it out. Because Zapier was one of the things that was one of the first automations that I really started setting up on the back end to just automate those little things that those annoying things that you're doing over and over. Like for me, just when somebody purchases from me, getting them funneled into a certain email group, like. Yes, right. I could do that manually, but you know what? That takes like two minutes, you know, to log in, right. to get to the right group, to find the user, to move them to that group. Like it does it for you. It's beautiful. It's magical. I'm interrupting this episode to share an incredible networking opportunity that happens every single Monday at 1230 Eastern Standard Time. Join us for Coffee Talk and meet and collaborate with other mompreneurs just like you. Networking has grown my business by leaps and bounds, and I would love to share this opportunity with you. All the details can be found in our show notes. Now back to the show. Oh yeah. I just did. I fin- I'm finishing up a VIP day, like some like follow-up wrap up. Um, and we built a zap with, so just like more behind the scenes of Zapier and what you can do. We use pass in there. So Zapier has a function called pass. So we filtered, like she has questions on her scheduling form. And the one key um, question, we took that based off of there was four answers. There was four different paths and that, that lead could then follow because they got put into a very segmented email sequence based on the answer because it was like what challenges are you facing so she included she's including testimonials she's rewriting her copy for the sequences um to give that client like that lead and slash hopefully will be a client a way better client experience and journey all behind the scenes and she doesn't have to do anything yes (laughs) oh my gosh absolutely genius no i want to ask you because you just had a baby how were you able to really utilize some of these systems and automations in order to kind of prepare yourself so that while you're, you know, in the thick of newborn life, that you weren't constantly having to be in your business every single day doing the day-to-day tasks? How did you navigate that process? Yeah, I and I think it's also really twofold um, where my last pregnancy, because I've had now two pregnancies where I've had entrepreneurial um, maternity leave. And then my oldest, I was on typical maternity leave in corporate still. So I think it's very different. I learned a lot. The first maternity leave, uh, I reached out to a lot of entrepreneurs and tried to kind of gauge what they were doing because it was also still a pretty hot topic um, when my first maternity leave was um, happening. And I 
did not do everything right. The first time, obviously, it was difficult. It was difficult. I had my highest quarter um, right before I went on my maternity leave with my second. And I was just so burnt out and I was so frustrated um, that I like burnt, not burned my business down while on maternity leave last time. But this time, things are a lot more sustainable. I'm also actually in between a lot of projects. So that kind of the timing really worked out. Um, financially, where like projects had closed, we have deposits for the next projects. Um, and there are start times. But so that kind of worked out in my favor. So planning around that and having that strategy kind of like I mentioned before. So having my goals mapped out and planning ahead, like getting ahead when I could. So recording a ton of content for myself and then handing it off to my team um, to edit while I was away and making sure the content plan, like knowing what I needed to do beforehand was super helpful. Like what what could I not delegate that I could get ahead get ahead on? Um, and having a lot of the automations in place and like, you know, even simple things like having my out of office ready. Um, so people know, like making sure that they're not just left waiting. Like if they email me, like um, who who wouldn't know that I was on maternity leave, if it's like a new lead or someone like that. But also um, a lot of those sequences and client journeys and those funnels were set up to make sure that they're going to the appropriate places and people still have the option to buy things without getting on the phone with me is I think really important because I didn't have that the last time. I only had my one-to-one offers that, you know, I was still sending out after discovery calls. So having things in a better place and planning ahead, um, was really, really crucial because I had the systems and I document my processes pretty well. Um, so it was really planning ahead and making sure you, you make it easier for your clients to buy from you and you have ways to keep having that visibility and, um, those leads nurtured. I think those were the key key main areas for me. I love that. I love that. But I really appreciate how transparent you were and like, you know what, (laughs) last time it was kind of a mess. But honestly, like when I go through the mess, that's where I learn. That's where I learn the most. And I think as entrepreneurs, we forget that part of it. We think the journey is going to be all rainbows and butterflies and easy. But the reality is it's, it's a roller coaster of ups and downs and twists and turns. But as long as you can learn from those experiences that didn't go quite as planned, honestly, they teach you more than when stuff is going okay. At least in my experience, it has for sure. And I think a big part of that too was boundaries for me. That first lesson was because I had Mm a terrible client last time I was on maternity leave. So my clients are so different and they're more aligned. So I think as service providers and coaches, you really want to make sure you have good boundaries and are working with people who are ideal, not just for fear of like not having the money. Because I had a client, she was like, I want you to come back right now. And I was like, I'm on maternity leave. I'm not coming back from my maternity leave. Like, I just pushed out a human. And she's like, well, I don't like who you, I was, I had a subcontractor who was doing all the work for me. She was my mentor, actually. And she's been doing this for a long time. She had an agency and she was kind enough to white label for me um, while I was on maternity leave. And the client I had was like, nope, I don't like her. I was like, she's been doing this longer than you and I combined. Like, she knows what she's talking about. And she's like, I just got engaged. I want to um, not be in my business at all. And I'm like, well, your business is not in a place to just walk away from. Like, see, I see this happen a lot with CEOs. They just want 
to walk away or like have someone ops come in, but they, they still need to be the leader of that business. They still need to make certain key decisions or be the brand or face of that business. Um, a lot of the times too. Yeah. And boundaries are hard. It's really easy to get sucked into the, okay, well, I guess I'll just, you know, do this one thing. And then that turns into another and another and another. And then before you know it, it's like, wait a minute, I'm working full time on my leave. You know, <laughs> what happened here? Yes. So I, yes. I really appreciate how you dove into that because yeah, boundaries are something that we all need to maintain. We, no matter what stage of business you're at, because so often what I see happening is entrepreneurs are working literally 24 seven and that's yeah. a fast track to burnout. It's, and like you said, like it, we think it's harmless the first time. I think that's, that's where it all goes downhill is we don't realize, you know, we're opening up the door to that client to say like, it's okay. Um, you know, that you take advantage of the boundaries that I've set in place. So I think setting up your non-negotiables is so important as a business owner. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know what that meant at the beginning. I was like, I mean, non-negotiables, I just want to have money in the bank. You, that's what you think, but it will quickly lead to burnout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of us have experienced that. And for me, boundaries are just about respecting myself, respecting yeah. my time, respecting my relationship with my family, with my spouse, with my kids, like just ultimately comes down to respect. Yes. I may feel like really bad about it in the season of life. Like, okay, I'm sorry. I can't get to that right now. Or, you know, you see something come through that seems desperate in an email, but the thing with what we're doing, it's, it's not the emergency room. This isn't life and death. Most yeah. of it can wait. I mean, even yep. email, I've taken email off of my phone just to really regain control because what I was doing is I was constantly mm -hmm. checking it, checking it, checking it. It's like, why, why, why am I doing this? Right. I had to take Slack off after yeah. my last maternity leave. Cause I was like, I can't have them have access to me. Right. And I think it was the fact that I came to a realization. I've heard quotes like this very many times before, but it's like, uh, there will always be time for my business to grow. There will always be time for money, but I'm never going to get time with my babies back. They're going to grow yeah. and I'm going to lose that time. And I, I wrestled with that so much in my postpartum after my second, because I didn't, I was mad that I thought I had to put my career on hold. I thought I had to like sacrifice all this stuff, but it's all about reframing. Like it wasn't a sacrifice. I want to be home with them. I want to be available for them. I don't want to put the financial burden all on my husband, but, um, you know, as moms who work from home, we're still adding so much value. So I think changing that perspective that society puts on, you know, moms who stay at home. Um, but, but that it is an added value. Too. Yeah, it is. It's totally mindset. It's how you're framing yeah. these things. And that's the crazy thing about entrepreneurship. I mean, mindset is literally like 80%, 90% of the battle, but just having that awareness to realize, okay, I am going down this rabbit hole and to have the awareness to quickly pull yourself out of it. And oh, so, so good. I am so glad you touched upon that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's a crazy fact that like I'm, my business is going to be four years old here in next month. And I've had two kids and had to like put myself back together after a traumatic 
relationship. So it's like in all, like when I think about it in that way, I'm like, oh, my business is actually doing really well. Cause we always like to compare. I'm like, I don't know what's happening behind that other person's life. And they may not have kids. Like my husband's always like, you shouldn't compare yourself to people online because their, their journey is so much different than yours. So And exactly. And it's a season. What we're going through right, right now, they're different seasons. I mean, obviously, like you're in a very different season of life than I am. So we have to run our businesses in a way that works for us. Comparing ourselves to one another wouldn't do our, anyone a lick of good because we have to run them in different ways in order to yes. succeed. But I love how you're doing it. You're successful, you're thriving, and you're making time for you. Emma, this was such a fabulous conversation. How can we get into your world and learn more about you? Yeah, you can follow me anywhere. Um, I'm on all the socials at Elf Operations, except for LinkedIn. LinkedIn is just my name, Emma Farrick. Um, but I'm on YouTube. So if you're curious about Zaps, I definitely have a couple of videos on there to watch if you're like interested in getting started. And um, I'm really on Instagram a lot too. So YouTube and Instagram, I'm most active. (laughs) Amazing. And everything will be linked up in the show notes. Emma, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day as a new mama to three beautiful girls now to share with our listeners. Thank you for giving me a little bit of a break so I can have adult mom conversation to save my sanity. (laughs) I love it. That's what we're here for. It's moms supporting moms. And until next time, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 